Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast. This is Pastor Corey Lahery, and the Church on a Hill podcast is a ministry of Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We are glad you joined us for this podcast, and we hope that, that this will bless you. Specifically, this message today is from our Y'all series. That's Y'all, as in you all. And we're looking at great scriptures from the Bible that are to us all, good promises that the whole church needs to hear. We hope you enjoy the Y'all series, and you can find more resources at palousechurch.org, or you can check us out on the Bible app and select us as your church, or or find us on YouTube or Facebook. But for now, uh, tune in to this message from the Y'all series. Hello, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for the message today from, from the Y'all series, where we're still exploring these shared promises we have from God's Word. You all, or the second person plural. Uh, these promises that we share in together. So we've been sharing some things, uh, some wonderful things. Like last week, we, we said y'all can talk with God, the, the, the shared blessing that we can all listen to and talk to the, the amazing God that made us and saved us and fills us by his spirit, right? And y'all are blessed. That was a couple of weeks ago. And, and today, y'all, y'all can make a difference for God. God's word says we all can make a difference for God and God's kingdom. So do you believe that today, that you can make a positive difference for God's kingdom, that we all can make a positive difference for God's kingdom? God has a great plan for us within his will. Uh, he wants to use us in deep and powerful ways. Some of the ways we may not initially even realize is, is God's power working through us, but God wants to use our lives. This is the way he set it up. Listen to the words of Jesus before we pray here. I, I, you're going to hear more than once today, but I want to read to you from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, starting with verse 12. Listen to the word of God, y'all. Truly, truly, I say to y'all, whoever believes in me will, will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever y'all ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If y'all ask me anything in my name, I will do it. O oh Lord, may the, the words of, our, of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, dear Lord. For you are truly our rock and our redeemer. You are the great giver of these promises uh, in your word to us and so lord help us to have ears that hear and eyes that see and hearts that are open to your truth and lord i pray for your people that as they're listening to this message that each of us would be praying uh, that uh, that we would hear what the spirit wants to say to us lord and may your people may you lead them to pray for me and other preachers that we would rightly declare god's word that your church lord your people would be built up uh, that you would be honored and glorified and that your good news would spread throughout this world. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jesus says you will do the things he was doing. Jesus says you will do greater things than I have done. 
That, uh, these are both amazing. The things I'm doing, you're going to be doing them, and you will be doing greater things, greater things. Well, well let's talk about the basic context of where Jesus says this. He's in this ministry of, of saving the world, right? Of coming to the earth as fully God, becoming fully human, to live a perfect life, to die on the cross for our sins, to rise from the dead, uh, to defeat death, to pour out his spirit for us. He, he's got this plan to bring salvation to people and to bring us into his new kingdom. But part of that plan is him preparing the, the, his followers or his disciples to 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 be ready for when he departs earth. Because his, his mission doesn't include him staying physically as a human being on earth forever. He is going to resurrect from the grave, but then shortly after that, he's going to ascend into heaven, right? And he's going to leave with us the great helper, the Holy Spirit. So he had to prepare the, the disciples, the church, the people who believe in him to, to, to be ready for this future where he's not going to be physically present but God is still present through the Holy Spirit. So in this, in this point in the Gospel of John, he's preparing his family for that, right? And he's making it clear to his new family or to his kingdom people that, that he, he is from the Father. And if you've seen him, you see the Father. He says that in John, John as well. And, and he says, I'm also going to leave with you the helper, uh, the Holy Spirit. And so hear this amazing promise again. He says, truly, truly, I say to y'all, who, whoever, hear that part, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever y'all ask in my name, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If y'all ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And then after that, he goes on to teach his followers that if they love him, they will obey his commandments and they will, they will receive the helper, the Holy Spirit, right? The great counselor, the Holy Spirit. So in, in our text today, Jesus says his followers will do greater works. Greater works than he has done will be done after he goes to the Father. Greater how, I need to ask. Lord, how, how are these works greater? We, we need to understand this rightly and in harmony with other scriptures. We need to understand when Jesus says, whatever y'all ask in my name, I, I'll give to you, right? How are we to understand Jesus and these great promises here? Uh, first, uh, he's not saying you can do greater in quality than I have done. We can't improve on the cross of Jesus. We can't improve on his resurrection but greater in quantity, greater in the number of locations. You know, the, the number of works that, that the church has done in Jesus' name is, is far more than the number of things, uh, than the lives that Jesus touched when he lived for 33 years or so near the Galilee, right? He, he touched many, many lives, but his, his ongoing body, his people are going to touch billions of lives, not just thousands, Right? And we're going we're gonna to have relationships with people here on the Palouse. The Jesus, Jesus, as the Son of God embodied in a human person, he didn't live on the Palouse. But he knew his people one day would, right? So this promise here, we need to understand that you'll do greater works than these and you can pray and ask for things in my name. We need to understand that he has given it not just to the disciples, but he's given it to all of his people. He says, whoever, right? Whoever believes in him. 
Okay? Whoever believes in me. That whoever means if you really believe in Jesus, this promise is given to you, to me. So if we truly trust in Jesus and we ask, ask for something that aligns with his identity or his name, uh, and, and we ask him to do it in his name, and it's something that will honor or glorify the Father, then he wants to give that. Now, he might shape our prayer or change the, the, the scope of what we're asking, but the Lord wants to have us involved in asking him for things in his name that honor the Father, okay? So we, we need to be careful that when we read a, a promise like this, that we don't read it as some magical thing where, oh, if I just say Jesus' name, I can get what I want. That's not what the scripture is saying. This is about wanting what, what honors God. And God is shaping our heart to want what God wants. And, and when, we, when we ask things in his name that will honor the Father, he is inclined to, to give us those, right? He, he's inclined to say yes to that. So we're not just reciting his name or claiming some promise so we can get like a car or money or something. That's not what this prayer is about. But if we are truly believing and asking for something that aligns with who Jesus is and what his plan is and his love uh, and it will honor the Father, then, then this is something that we need to ask for and keep on asking for those things, right? So we want to do this all for the glory of his name. For the glory of his name. It says that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ultimately, Ultimately, God is calling us to be a part of his plan to bring people into relationship with the creator that made them. We need to keep this real simple, right? What, why Jesus came to earth is to restore relationship with, with people who are broken by the sin of this world. He came to deal with that brokenness in himself so people could be restored to relationship with God. And so this honors the Father, so Jesus wants a force of people who are living for the honor of the Father, for the glory of his name, who want to see more and more people come into relationship with the God who made them, the God who loves them, right? And so when we are all about that, when our lives are all about getting people connected with Jesus the Son, we are becoming people who are making the Father happy, right? He is honored. God is glorified. It's not that God needs this big pat on the back. It's just... When we're involved in what God is all about, which is about loving and rescuing people, then that, that makes God smile. That honors God, right? That is glorifying to God. So we are praying and seeking ways to serve that honor God. Do you look at your life that way? Am I living for the glory of his name? Right? Am I living for my name to be lifted up? Or am I living for the Father to be lifted up? Do I want more and more people to know him or do I want more and more people to know me, right? I want more and more people to know him. And God, how can I be used by you so that more people are restored to relationship with you? Lord, get me out of the way or, or use me so that people can get to you, all right? So the best way to live is to live in harmony with God's name and God's plan. That's essentially what Jesus is saying. When you live in harmony with God's name, with the name of Jesus, and the harmony with God's plan, with the honor of the Father, God can really do great things through you. 
Jesus says things like this elsewhere in his ministry. He says with one image that we are salt, right? We are salt. Now, salt was very valuable in the ancient world. Did you know that's the, where we get uh, the word salary in the English language from? Because salt was essentially currency in the ancient world, and, and it was valuable. And so when we say salary today, that means your wages. Well, people were sometimes paid in salt. They, they aren't worth their salt. Uh, it's a phrase that we still have today. Well, we, salt was very valuable. And salt could preserve food. It could, it could give food taste, but it also could preserve food. So you could eat food when you weren't able to raise food, right? So, but if you think about salt, uh, you know, a pile of salt could, could be big, but what is it made of? It's made of tiny little parts, right? And each little part matters for the taste of that, that salt, right? And so salt granules are little, but each little part makes a difference. And sometimes I think that we think our quote-unquote little lives or our efforts here and there, our daily action of being kind or praying, what is, what is really being accomplished through me, Lord? I can't walk on water. I don't feed the crowds. But Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. Does your life have the taste of salt? Are you, are you believing that, 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 the, that God can be known through you? Can people taste God through you, essentially, like by, by being around you, are they closer to knowing God? Jesus says in Matthew 5, starting with verse 13, you are, y'all are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Jesus says, don't stop believing and being the purpose that you were called to be. You're called to be salt, so be salt. Be that 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 flavoring for somebody to know that God is good. That person who wants to preserve life and save life because God loves life and came to save life. We want to be salt for somebody. God can use us and give us value. And we may think our little speck of salt doesn't do much, but we all together can bring a lot of God's taste to this world. And then Jesus continues in Matthew 5. He he says, y'all are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let y'all's light shine before others so that they may see y'all's good works and give glory to y'all's Father who is in heaven. You know, just like uh, a pile of salt is made up of a ton of tiny little pieces, uh, when you open a door to the to a source of light, you know, if it's dark in a room and you open it up and there's light in the other room and the light comes flooding in, photons of light are flooding in that room. I don't even know how many, right? The light that fills the room is made up of all kinds of photons, right? And so light is filling a space. Now, you are the light of the world. We might, we might in ourselves, just be part of the light uh, for someone to see God more clearly. But together with other believers who are praying and working, we could be flooding a community or we could be helping someone to see uh, God better, right? You might be part of that. You might be a dozen photons or a thousand photons. I don't know. But together, we can be helping people to see God more clearly, okay? Because in this world, there's darkness, but God is a God who overcomes the darkness. So, Jesus is telling his people and his future people that those who believe in him 
can pray and do great things in his name. That's straightforward what he's telling us today, right? And if Jesus tells us this, and he tells us we're the salt of the earth and the light of the world, then my big question is, is if Jesus is saying this clearly, you're going to do great things in my name, you can ask for whatever you want in my name, and the Father, if it honors the Father, he wants to give this to you, and you're the salt of the earth, the light of the world. If all this is true, the big question is not really what God is saying. The question is, do I really believe this? Am I letting this happen in my life? Am I believing and surrendering to, to the reality daily that God can use me to do something in my life? Now, he's not going to ask you to be Moses. He's not going to ask you to be Abraham. He's not going to ask you to be Jesus. He's going to ask you to be you and do something faithful today. It might seem small. It might seem like just a granule of salt, right? One act of kindness to someone. One invitation to a Bible study or to worship. One offer to pray for someone. One silent prayer that nobody knows about. But God can do great things through those things that appear small to you or to the world. It really does work because it's God's plan. And he said it's going to work. And also, we've seen, we have plenty of proof in Christian history of God using real people. Look at the beginnings of the church. Look at the people he picked. Well, first, even before the church was started, he, he picked shepherds to be the witnesses to the baby, right, in Bethlehem. He, he picked a Samaritan woman when he went to Samaria that, that, that was ashamed in her culture, but he empowered her to be his witness. He then uses this ragtag group of disciples to be his missionary force. He uses a, an overly religious zealot, Saul, and makes him Paul, and makes him this great missionary, right? God uses the unlikely to do great things. And many of the times when they're serving, they don't even realize that great things are happening. You know, but God does it. But there, there, there's heroes like Peter at Pentecost and there's people like Martin Luther King Jr. with civil rights, but then there's people on, on Main Street in, or are on farms that are just living their daily life, letting God's light shine through them that are changing history and they're maybe never going to be in the history books. There's missionaries like Frank Laubach, maybe somebody you've heard of, maybe somebody you're not, who was a great Christian missionary and taught through his methods, millions of people came to read. Uh, but, you know, maybe we teach one person to read and they come to know Christ. We're faithful with what God has put in front of us. Or there's St. Patrick, who was a slave and then went back to that land, Ireland, where he was held as a slave and became a witness of the good news of Jesus Christ. And these are history-changing figures, but the truth is there's plenty of us who are never going to be in the history books and God works through all his people, those who make the headlines, those who get in the history books, and those who don't. We, we had uh, a wonderful brother in Christ share a couple weeks ago, Tyson West, who was raised in this community, right? And he, he just preached here, but he's been sober something like 12 years now. I remember being in a Bible study 13 years ago, 15 years ago, with his grandmother, and we were praying for him to turn from addiction and to turn to the Lord, Right? And those prayers were used by God and the prayers of many people, his teachers and others. And God reached out to Tyson and his life was changed. And because of that, he, he has a new family. He's blessing people in the adult and teen challenge ministry. Now that's known kind of regionally in some groups, but that'll probably never be in a history book, right? But God, God rescued Tyson using the real prayers of people in his life.
You know, I think of my mom, who's ne never going to be in a history book besides a family history or something. And I know she prayed for me as I went off to college as an arrogant kid who had no need for God's plan, right, in my life. I know she made me take my Bible to college when I didn't think I need to. And you know the rest of the story is God and my mom's prayers won out on that one, right? God's will for my life and the prayers of a faithful mother were worked together to, to change me. I look at a young man from our congregation, uh, Michael Neese, who right now is teaching English in Japan. And, and I, I think if you were to pull a lot of his teachers from like his elementary school days, they would have never guessed that he would become a certified teacher and that he would even travel across the world to teach people English. But there was real uh, leaders and volunteers in Young Life and Youth Ministry and Ross Point Camps and in this church who prayed for him and, and worked with him and along with his family influences uh, shaped this man's life to, to, have, to just really have a miraculous life. If you know the rest of Michael's story, it, it's awesome what God has done through Michael. I, I think of our little church, you know, and we prayed as we started our relationship with, with Christians in Uganda and then with an orphanage in Uganda. What could we do? You know, could we do everything? No, but could we do something? You know, we didn't know what to do at first. Could we feed them here? Could we help them here? But God, God's, God eventually adds one thing to another, right? So we can't do everything. We can't change the poverty problem in all of Africa, right? But could we do something? Could we get a water well at that, at that location? By God's grace and provision, we did. And then before you know it, God used us to be part, along with other helpful people, to be part of bringing Pastor Martin's daughter praise over to the U.S. to have a, a life-saving open-heart surgery, right? We would have never guessed that at the beginning of our relationship years before uh, with, with the Hope for All Children Orphanage, that years later we'd be saving Pastor Martin's daughter praise, who wasn't even born yet when we started to get to know him, right? And if we'd said at the beginning, oh, we can't do everything they need, what can we do? We, we shouldn't pray, break prayers. No. But there were people of faith who said, what can we do? God, what do you want us to do? We want to help these people in Jesus' name. Lord, we want you to be honored there. And then God shapes and enlarges your prayer and changes them, but he answers them too. And, and the Lord involved us in blessing people and did great things that honored the Father. And we got to be involved in them. That's really cool. So don't tell me that God doesn't do great things through his people. And many of them will never make the history books, but God is making life-changing history in real people's lives all the time through people who really believe in him. And, and they say, God, you want to do great things through my life. It may not appear great to the world, but help me believe it, Lord. Help me to receive it. Help me to pray in your name and want to live a life that honors the Father and believe it. God will do it. He does it all the time. So the real question is, do you believe it? Do we believe it? Friends, we are his workmanship. That's what the scriptures say. We are his workmanship. Ephesians 2.10 says this. For we are his workmanship. God's workmanship, right? Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Right? God's prepared beforehand good things for you to do. We need to walk in them, take steps of faith daily, and believe that God has something good for you to do today. 
He's prepared something for you today and tomorrow. Right? He has made you. He, his word is clear. He wants relationship with you. He has given you, if you believe in him, he's given you a new life and the Holy Spirit to be with you. He's given you gifts. He's calling you to be you. He's not calling you to be somebody else. And therefore, the relationships that you have, different than other people, the skill set and experiences you have are a a unique mix compared to any person in the world. And you will have opportunities because of the relationships you have and because of who you are and because of your time on earth to, to serve somebody that nobody else will, right? He has prepared opportunities for you to share the good news or to share a blessing or to serve others. And there will never be another you. So just walk in what God has prepared in advance for you to do. Walk in the life he's prepared for you. There are some days where I don't think I've, I've stepped into that, right? Many days probably where I haven't stepped into what he prepared in advance for me to do. And I left it undone. And at the end of the day, I've got to release that to God and say, God, I lived a really self-absorbed life today. Forgive me. And Lord, help me tomorrow to receive the truth that you prepared this day for me to serve your will and live for your name. Help me to have eyes to see that tomorrow and live for you. So he, he has prepared you for that. He wants us simply to believe it and be a blessing. Believe his word and be a blessing. Believe and just say, Lord, make me a blessing. Sometimes just by being faithful and obedient to what he's he's taught us to do we will be a blessing and we won't even know it right and and, and so we if we live to honor God's name there will be times where we share the love of God and and we won't find out until heaven that we had an impact on someone else so sometimes the the world or the evil one will make you feel like you're not making a difference or you're too tired to make a difference or your life is insignificant or something don't believe those things believe what God's word says about you that you are his and his spirit is with you, and he has a purpose for you, and he's prepared good works for you to do. And so whether, and, and if you, or when you feel weak, or when you feel small, or when you feel tired, or when your life is drawing near to its end, still believe, or believe even more deeply, that God can do even more powerful things through your life. Because when we are weak, then he is strong, the scriptures say. Because then it is even more obvious to others that it's not us, right? So, so, so don't believe that has anything to do with your power or significance or beauty or status or something like that. Uh, far from it. It's all about God, right? Every day, even on your hardest days. Maybe we should say, especially on your hardest days, it's all about God being shown through your life. Believe it. Receive it. Live. Seek to live your life as a blessing to others. The way forward to have the strength to do that right, or the help to do that. The way forward is a daily practice of the Christian life, the daily walk. The way forward is receiving God's plan daily. We need to be reminded, anchored daily. We need to be uh, keeping short accounts with God. We need to be asking forgiveness daily. We need to be being filled daily. Because it's, you know, if we're doing all this on our own to do greater works than Jesus, that sounds really daunting and intimidating, scary, But the truth is, it's more like how Jesus lived, down to earth, right? It's trusting the Father, letting the Spirit work through us, blessing the people as best we know how in front of us. We can't solve everything, but we can do something, right? Believing every day 
that God has me on this earth for a purpose. Every day, God has me in a mission field. I don't have to go to the ends of the earth unless God calls me to some far-flung place, but God has put me here. And so if he's put me here today, Lord, how can I live for you here today? I want to receive what you have for me today. How, Lord, I, I want to, this morning as I start my day, I want to think, Lord, the interactions you have for me, the, the conversations, they're not just coincidences. They're, not, they're definitely not annoyances. They are opportunities. Help me get beyond myself and see the people who intersect with my life as opportunities to, to, to live a good, honorable, loving life, right? That doesn't mean we're doing a sermon to everybody as we, as we uh, go through our day, but we're living with integrity, we're living with honor, we're living with kindness, compassion, gentleness, respect, okay? So we're living with our hearts open to others. We're living with our hands open to serve. We're living with our, our souls ready to pray at any moment for anybody. Receiving and remembering the truth of who we are daily. So I get back to those simple habits that we got up on the screen now, right? It, we got to have simple habits. Just for 2023, if you, if, if you don't have a routine in your life, this is what I'm suggesting, the ancient way of morning, midday, and evening. You know, if you've got something that works for you and it, it's, it's keeping you on the straight and narrow, praise be to God. But I'm suggesting this and I'm trying to deepen it in, in people's lives, or I'm not trying to do it. God is doing it in me and encouraging me to have others have it in their life. So a morning time, a midday time, an evening time. Simple, ancient. Jewish people did this, Christians have done it. Um, so in the morning, receiving that God has a plan and purpose for you. Maybe sitting down with your palms up in a, in a posture of reception with your palms open and curled like you're, you're going to have water poured into your hands, you know? And, and, and in a sense, you're just saying, Lord, pour out into me a reminder that you have a plan and a purpose for me today. And then just sit quietly before the Lord for at least a minute, maybe three minutes, and sometime in your, your morning routine. You've got to start at the start every day. Okay, and, and try it. Uh, if, if you're rushed in the morning, at least budget some time to start your day with the Lord because it's not about you. It's about living for Him. Midday, you know, have a check-in with God, an anchoring time. You, you, we're to, we can pray and listen to God all throughout the day. We're not just saying pray for these, only these times, but midday you have an intentional anchoring time of checking in. Lord, am I living with my heart open towards you and others? Am I living with my hands open towards your plan today? Is my heart ready to pray for anyone, anytime? Are my hands ready to serve wherever I can today? Evening. Reflect. Lord, who is it that crossed my path today? that you're wanting me to pray for right now, that you may want me to serve tomorrow or coming days? Did I leave something undone? Ask for forgiveness and receive God's grace and mercy. But at the end of the day, in the evening, reflect and listen to God. Who are those that crossed my path today? And lift the mind, in your mind, those faces and names that come to you. Lift them up to God in prayer. Those people you interacted with that you came across. Believe this as you pray. 
We are his workmanship. This is his plan. We were created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. May we walk in his plan. Lord, we all have been given this truth. May we receive it this week. May your Holy Spirit really deepen our trust in your plan that you are working through our lives. May your name be glorified. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The next steps are on the screen there. If, you're, if God is moving in your life or you've got questions about this, you want to contact the church, you can always email next at palousechurch.org or corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at palousechurch.org. Uh, but if you're taking one of these next steps and you want somebody to know or hold you accountable or want more resources, let us know. The first one is, I believe God has a purpose for me. Amen. If you believe that today, let us know or, or just pray, pray that back to God and say, thank you, God, for the purpose you give me. The next next step is maybe you want prayer to live for God's purpose for you. We would be honored to pray that with you and for you. Third next step is are you going to seek to practice the three anchoring uh, times of prayer a day? If you're seeking to do that, you want some accountability with that or further resources, just choose that option. Let someone know and uh, that will be a real blessing to be having those anchored times of prayer as well as prayer throughout the day but anchoring yourself morning midday and evening well friends thanks be to god for his word that says y'all will do great things in jesus name this is his plan hello friends i truly pray that this message blessed you and if you want to find out more about our ministries or listen to other messages or videos of our worship services, you can check us out at palousechurch.org or search for Palouse Church on YouTube or check us out on Facebook or we are on uh, the Bible app. There's different ways to find us. You can always email me, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, at palousechurch.org to connect with me or to send me a prayer request. We really appreciate you connecting with us in this way. And may God bless your day.